Did you two know that the actual intention of the attacker makes a huge difference on whether, you know, what self-defense technique works or not? Yes. Did you two know that not everybody knows that? No. Are you kidding? <laughs> Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. Podcast. We're dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now, let's join our hosts, Brian and Jada. This episode of Impact Defense is brought to you by FastCon. Your family abduction and self-defense training conference, October 15th and 16th. Sign up today at impactdefense.online slash fast. (laughs) That is the best ad ever. Okay. (laughs) Now that we're through that. um, Seriously, though, check that out. We are super excited about that. We spent an entire podcast, last podcast, talking about that. just channeled my inner Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) We are we are not going to uh, continue that, but let we are going to have a discussion about the an attacker's intent actually makes a huge difference in how in what self defense works and how self defense techniques work. Um, number one, let's say this: we've already talked about we talk about it a lot. Awareness. Um, if you have a key part in self-defense. Exactly. If you have good awareness, you pay attention to what's going on, you can avoid things, most of the time you're going to be okay. Every once in a while, we do stupid stuff. Everybody does. It doesn't matter. There is no person on this planet who has perfect awareness at all time. Perfect levels. You are where you need to be every time, everywhere. It just doesn't happen. So, you know, I think we need to do this as like a, a, a stupidity anonymous like, saying, <laughs> hi, my name is Jada, and I do stupid things sometimes. Yeah, but everybody has to say that at some point in time. Hi, my name is Brian, and I do stupid things sometimes. Kylie. I am, my name is Kylie, and I do stupid things sometimes. And now it's your turn. Go ahead. We'll wait. Okay. So, <laughs> now that we've all gotten that out of, uh, out in the open, uh, yeah. It, now we can finally move forward. <laughs> now we can finally move forward. So... <laughs> Understand that at some point in time you're going to screw up, and if by chance uh, there happens to be someone with criminal intent there to try to take advantage of that in that moment, then that's when you know things change. But we have to understand when they pick somebody, why do they pick somebody? Their awareness is down. Their awareness is down. What is their automatic? If they're going to choose you as a uh, target. What would their assumption be about you? That I'm going to comply. That you're going to comply. Okay, that you are a weak target who's not paying attention and you're going to comply. Now, I know there are, I don't know if that's coming through. I don't know if the mic's picking that up, but we have people uh, revving their engines outside. Obviously, of our... straight piped. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it, it yeah. <laughs> but their assumption is that you are going to comply, you're going to be an easy target. So the moment that, first off, the moment that you fight back, it's going to generally take them by surprise. I think one of the biggest examples that we see of why, you might be wondering why this podcast is needed. Like, well, why does it even matter? Like, if 
if you learn the technique and you do the technique, why does it matter if the tech like it makes a difference? You know. Okay. So. Um. Because, but really, the biggest example is whenever we're on social media or something and we post a technique, they're like, "Well, it doesn't work because they could just do this." Um. Well, you have that. Okay, and then you also have people on social media that we post something and they're, "Well, we tried this and it doesn't work." Okay, you may have people that come into a class at times. And they will learn something from us at a workshop, and then they will go home, and then their husband, boyfriend, whatever, will try something, will try that very same thing on them, and they say, okay, well, it didn't work against him, so therefore it doesn't work. To practice. Try it on them to practice. Yeah, that's, it's a completely different thing, because number one, let's look at, um, we do the drop flow book screen thing. Okay, let's just take that for an example for a moment. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, so let's do that one. Okay, so we have some people that have that have posted things back to us saying it's not working. Some things, sometimes it's a technical issue. Sometimes, and we have people in here when we're actually doing the training as well. We had a Her mother daughter, and a daughter. We had a mother and a daughter, and the daughter was ever bit as tall as the mother. And you know, she she picked the mom up and she was holding her there and she was squeezing the life out of her mom. And her mom's like, "I can't make this work." I said, "Well, here's the deal." Because she was doing a really good job. And she said, it's different. She said, when you're grabbing me, I can get out. When she's grabbing me, I cannot. So she just automatically assumed, I'm taking it easy on her. I said, well, here's the deal. And this is just, this is now the message to everybody. It's the intent of the attacker. You have to understand that if I come up and I grab Kylie, I grab Jade, or grab anybody, and I'm just like trying to hold on to them as tight as possible, I can make it very very hard for either one of them to get out. They can actually do it because they've worked with this technique for so long, but it makes a huge difference in if I'm just trying to hold on as tight as I can or if I'm trying to drag them away. Okay? What my intent is. The moment the daughter started trying to grab the daughter or grab the mom up and starts pulling her away now, and now her intent is to pull the mother away instead of just hold on to her, the mom was getting out every time. Mm-hmm. And it made it much, much easier for it. Which makes sense because the technique that it is, the drop flow wiggle scream, is an anti-abduction technique. An abductor is not just going to sit there and try to squeeze the life out of someone in one spot. Because their goal they're trying to abduct you. Yes, mm-hmm. their goal is to drag you away. So you're going to train on how to get out if someone is dragging you away. Yes. The technique is not designed for, for getting out of when someone still. trying to anchor you to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, so in that one in particular, you have this situation where yeah you're trying to like if you're just trying to squeeze and hold on to them tight, that's that goes back to a you know somebody's messing with you, picking with you, not trying to abduct you. It's a different situation. Mm-hmm. The intent of the aggressor makes a difference in what technique you use and what technique will work. Exactly. Okay, so another technique that comes up a lot is when we are teaching a woman to get up off the ground when a guy has her pinned to the ground. Okay. So, in this situation, also different. If a man is, like, holding a lady down, and we've had this happen before, where we teach something and they show it, and then they go back, and then their husband's trying to hold them down. Um, then all of a sudden they come back and they go, it doesn't work. Okay. Number one, we go into... We're talking about self-defense, not a just a pure grappling thing. I, If I know, we've talked about this before, if I know that 
we're just playing around and I'm trying to hold you down, well, then that's a different situation. Okay, if you're being pinned down by somebody, it's probably something along the lines of rape. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, um, the other, I guess another example would be domestic abuse. And domestic being, abuse, something like that. And being okay? hit. Now, in either of these situations, we have the intent and the type of techniques that you can use. Uh, I was actually at a certification training, and the instructor there was talking about how he was running an ongoing uh, combatives thing. It was like a 10-week combatives thing. And he said he had this one lady, they were doing escapes from the ground. And this lady came back the very next week and she says, okay, uh, what you taught me last week doesn't work. My husband actually put me in this position and uh, he was unable to, or I was unable to get him off of me. He goes, oh, okay, really? She said, yeah. So he says, all right, I'll tell you what to do. This time, go back home tonight and let have him do it again. But before you do anything else, reach up, stick your thumb in his eye first. And she's like, I can't do that. That's my husband. So exactly. This is a different situation. This is not, that's self-defense. You can do anything. Okay. We're talking about, you know, somebody pinning you down. You, they're sitting right there, reach and grab the groin and just grab and twist. Okay. If they're leaning over enough, take your thumb, shove it in their eye. This is self-defense. This is a Use different those long kind nails of situation. Of yours and just... Yeah, this is a completely different situation. Okay, so you when you are looking at testing something out like that, and this is what nobody understands when it comes to actual self-defense. When I'm looking at testing out something like that, then if I can make it against someone who is 100% resisting in a practice mode and all they're trying to do is stop me from getting up, then I can get out when somebody is trying to do something else to me while I'm trying, try, try, also trying to hold me down and I'm trying to get up. That That's a completely Cause they're different Because their full focus is not actually on pinning you to the ground. Their focus is going to be deflected. It's the same yeah. thing with the drop focal scream, the problem that those two had, but then she didn't have the right concept so she moved, and she got out. Yeah, once once people are in the right frame of mind, it becomes a lot easier to get out with proper technique. Also, once you realize, oh, I'm free to do anything I need to in this situation, grab their groin, twist, stick your thumb, bite, shove it in their scratch. eye, bite them, whatever you have to do, that all makes, you know, that I would Rip never do that. Rip off. Yes. Okay. And a little known fact, the human ear takes about 12 pounds of pressure to actually rip right off the side of your head. Um, not suggestion, not suggesting that we go around and start doing this to people. <laughs> but if the situation calls for it, and you can Do grab it. one, go for it. Do it. It makes a huge, huge difference in a self-defense situation. Number one, you're allowed to do a lot more. And number Probably one... make your yelling more effective. I'm sorry. Number two... Yeah, because they'll be screaming as well. Uh, <laughs> number two... Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, you can't yell. Guys make them the scream for you. <laughs> Kyle's over here getting the shutters. Uh, but anyway, at number so number one, you can do pretty much anything at that point in time. You have no limits. And number two... Their focus is almost always split. Number one, holding you 
and dragging you to a van or vehicle. Number one, are also on the other side, like holding you and possibly trying to rape you or, you know, hit you or whatever else. Anytime their focus is split in that situation, it makes opportunities much, much better. Now, I used to fight in mixed martial arts. We've already discussed this. Ah, okay. Now, I used to fight in mixed martial arts. We know that. We've talked about this before. Um, when I was in mixed martial arts, I was fighting against a guy, like, one of my uh, my first, like, decent-sized, bigger fights, uh, my nose was broken in, like, the first 15 seconds, and it really, really sucked. Um, but anyway, that guy ended up taking me down because he didn't realize in that moment that I couldn't see him because my nose was broken. Um, if you've never had a broken nose, you tear up so much, it takes forever to get your vision back. So... Once we hit the ground, though, he is now on top of me, and he is punching me in the face. The reason I was able to go from him sitting on top of me to getting my guard to sweeping him, putting him on his back, and then I got to repay all the favors and punch him back a lot until he decided to roll over and I choked him. Um, the only reason all that happens because his focus was split in the moment and I was, while he's trying to hold me down and punch me, it leaves openings. You always have openings in that situation. So when somebody is trying to, even if they're just trying to hold you down and hit you, you have openings to do things. And the whole thing is train. Even against a trained martial artist. Yes. Yeah, obviously this dude is trained. You don't jump into the ring or a cage. And then you high-five each other afterwards. Yeah, he came over and after I choked him and, you know, all that kind of stuff, he came over and, like, hugged me and said, it was an awesome fight and, blah, 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 and everything else. So, so for those of you who think this sounds really violent and awful, it, it's violent, but it's not awful. Yeah. No, it's They're, they're not weird. evil I'm, people. No, no, everybody that everybody that meets me in that circumstance, especially the time I was fighting, was like, I can't believe you fight. You don't seem like the kind of guy who will fight. Like I just, I'm super competitive, and it's just fun. So I have anger issues no. to work out. <laughs> no, no, no I never really had issues. I know. Like, I'm that just was, kidding. That was, we're off subject here. Someone with anger issues shouldn't fight. I agree because people with anger issues are easier to fight. Uh, I fought some of those guys. Honestly, if you if you come up against, uh, they don't understand that that they're working out some type of anger while they're fighting. Those guys are a lot easier to fight. Those are the people that you can just automatically just... You can just kind of piss them off as you're fighting with them. Because you make the fight harder than they want it to be. And then they get mad and start swinging extra hard. And then you just stay out of range and hit it. Yeah, we're, their we're, intention is to work out anger issues. And your intention <laughs> is, is to, to win. win. <laughs> because that's always my intention. Because I'm hyper competitive. But the intention <laughs> of the fighter makes a difference. You can work out anger issues and still lose. Yep. But you can't I want had a to few win. There's times where people worked out anger issues and I beat them. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> While we are off subject, let's talk about Atomic Bear. Atomic Bear has some of the best tactical pins out there. I have one. My dad has one. Jada has one. So, if you go to the coupon code Impact Defense, you get 20% off anything that you purchase. That would be if you use the coupon code yeah. Impact Defense. No, you, you need to go to theatomicbear.com. All right, so back on subject a little bit. Sorry for the rabbit trail. Um, basically, what we're trying to get across with this is everybody looks at, and we've talked about this before, how everybody thinks that criminals are almost like super villains in the fact that... That no one can defeat. Yeah. That's so, a lie. Yeah, uh, a couple, a few podcasts back, we were talking to uh, Dutch in the USA, and he was talking about. 
he was talking about one of the things he wanted to do was movies portray abduction situations as almost impossible things to escape. And he's like, actually, a lot of these things are not that hard. Well, we're kind of doing the same thing here when it comes to actually defending yourself against uh, attacks. Or preventing it from happening in the first place. Like that movie, Taken, those girls were so dumb. I have not seen that movie. You haven't? I don't think so. Okay, so they basically (laughs) lied to their parent, or lied to the one parent that could actually help them if something happened, about where they were going and what they were doing. And they decided to stay in a place that no one else was in a foreign country. And they get off the plane, and they meet this dude and split a cab with him, and tell him where they were staying... And he was there when they, like, accessed it and everything. So he knows how to get into the house and exactly what floor they're staying on and the layout of it. And he comes back with his friends while they're, like, blaring music that they can't hear what's going on around them. And they just take them. So this brings up our DDSS rule. Don't do stupid stuff. We say you can be safe. So don't do stupid things with stupid people at stupid places at stupid times. Yeah. So if you can avoid that. I hate hearing, and I heard a self-defense instructor say this, and this pissed me off to no end. Okay? They were like, well, I don't want to tell people that they shouldn't. I don't, she, she was a self-defense instructor specifically for women. And she's like, I don't want to tell the women that come to me that they should not, like, wear earbuds. Wear two earbuds while running. Or no, don't wear earbuds while running. Why I don't want to not? tell women that they can't go certain places. I don't want to tell women that they... And I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. We don't want to have to tell women either. Yeah, but if but you're going to refuse to tell them, then you're being stupid. Because I don't care what it is. If I am walking around somewhere, yeah, I listen to earbuds a lot. But guess what? I have one in one ear, and I don't have anything in my other ear. And that way I can still know what's going on around yes, me. Yes, and it's not just women that don't need to do that. I just said me. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I, I have devoted the last Kids. 21 years of my life to, to training so, therefore, you know, it's not just me. I mean, it's not just women. I mean, everybody needs to be aware you of the things that are around you. guys shouldn't do dumb stuff either. Exactly. I tell that Teenagers we don't, shouldn't do dumb stuff. Yeah. I'm different than most teenagers because I know what stupid stuff is and what not to do. They know what stupid stuff is and they, they do it anyway. Well, some of them don't realize what they're doing is stupid. Let's just be honest. Well, most teenagers live in this state of euphoria of, oh, this couldn't happen to me. I'll be fine. I've done it before. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. And I would say... Or my friend Brad does it all the time. And that's he's beyond just, that. He's still alive. This is, this is <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's beyond that. So, Brad. it's not just teenagers, though. It's, it's everybody. It is. So many adults look and go like, but, you know, I've walked by that sketchy van like 10 times before and never been abducted. Oh, I've brought stuff from this sketchy store that looks like a front for human trafficking several times and (laughs) I came out fine. I feel like we all have one of those in our town. 
Yeah, I know we have one in our town. So we actually started this podcast talking about criminal and attacker intent makes a huge difference in the way your self-defense works and if your self-defense techniques work. Okay, their intention, basically, let's just do this. We're going to wrap up here. So I just want to say, make sure if you're practicing anything, hand-to-hand combative-wise, anything like that, any type of self-defense, make sure, number one, it is legitimate. Okay, but also make sure that it's legitimate against an attacker with the intent of what you're actually trying to defend against. Okay? Because the reverse side of what we've been talking about is um, you practice with a partner and it actually makes it easier. Because if their intention is to help you get the technique, it's going to be easier for you to get the technique. If their intention is to make it as hard as you as possible... I watched this experiment. And what they wanted, really wanted to do, and this is, this is kind of where we're going to end the podcast. I watched this experiment. What they really wanted to do is kind of disprove that gun defense works. They took two very highly trained shooters and, and just and combative people. And they put them up and said, okay, here we go. So this guy is going to hold a gun on you at your head. And they had it different places in different ways. Um, it's going to hold a gun at you. And you have to take it away. Okay. What does that do? That immediately takes the original criminal's intent out of the situation. Uh-huh. Okay. That person that was playing the criminal in that situation knew exactly what the other guy was going to do. And still, yeah, when they were like face-to-face with a gun in his face, he was able to take the gun away without getting shot 50% of the time. Okay, and that was right directly to the head. And that was under even more difficult odds than a real situation. Exactly. Because, number one, the criminal in that situation, and that's kind of what we're kind of getting at here, the criminal in that situation is not going to expect you to try to grab the gun. If they did expect you to grab a gun, they would not stick it in your face like they do. But so many of you watch security camera videos of these things that happen, and somebody will shove a gun straight in somebody's face because it's an intimidation tool. Okay. Uh, number two, you know, you, you've got that, you got a whole thing. Yeah, watch convenience store robberies. Oh my gosh, they are the world's worst. Give me sh- gosh. <laughs> but yeah, look at convenience store robberies. They shove that gun across the counter at the, at the clerk's head constantly, all the time. Anyway, when, when, I mean, people are doing this out of intimidation. They do not expect the person to go for the gun. Okay. That's number one there. Number two, and I, and I don't They know, targeted I, you because they didn't think that you yeah. would do something like that. Also, though, and I, I can't say that everybody teaches this, but when we teach that you have to defend yourself against... If you can get out of defending against a gun, don't do it. But at least we know your best odds, if you're trained, is like... And we're talking about a skilled shooter, which is actually... Most robbers are not skilled shooters. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's be honest. Skilled shooter and a skilled... Uh, like combative person okay so if you have if you're let's say equal terms if you're on equal levels of training you have a 50% shot if they're expecting you to actually try to take the gun those are actually decent odds especially when you think about oh they don't expect me to take the gun number two we teach people to start talking immediately because that takes that person's mind off of that even more so. Uh, and we just do experiments here where we will have somebody and we'll have like a, one of the laser guns, a cert pistol. Cert pistols are awesome. 
Speaking uh, of Zerk Pistol. <laughs> we don't have to do an ad for everything. It's all good. Okay, but if you do want to go to ZerkPistol.com, use the code Impact Defense and it'll get you 10% off of Zerk Pistol. Okay, anyway, so, but let's. You know, we'll run uh, things with surf pistols here. I'll have somebody stick it to my head, and I'll say, okay, if you see me move, pull the trigger. And we're talking about generally decently trained people. And if you combine talking in the midst of it, their hit percentage goes way down. Actually, I'm not positive that we've ever had anybody, when they do that right and use, like, talking to the to the attacker, I don't know that we've ever had anybody get shot, unless they did something stupid, like miss the gun, or something. I was waiting for my face, and I swung at my stomach. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Wait, the gun um, was up there. <laughs> it's in my blind spot. So anyway. Nope. Nothing. You good? I'm tired. All right, so we are going to wrap this up today. But anyway, the criminal's intent makes a huge, huge difference. Oh, let me just say this just because I found it hilarious. The one thing that we had posted, I think some clips of our um, active shooter stuff was posted one time. And generally when we do individual active shooter training, we actually start out with a base of how you, the best way to actually get a gun away from someone. And um, the thing we got the biggest crap on was the gun from the back where somebody sticks a gun into your back and you kind of turn into them and and take the gun all right that experiment was done it was straight up head it was to the body it was from the side of the head it was all these things most of the percentages were right around 50 percent every time when they knew exactly what was about to happen when they did it to the back the criminal actually never got a single shot off in time Never once. And I find it funny because that's the one that we got the biggest amount of crap for in one of the clips. And yet that's the one that, like, these guys that everybody puts way up there in their experiments, nobody nobody got shot to the back. So, anyway, that's a, that's a big aside. Um, criminal intent makes a huge difference on your ability to actually defend yourself. The most common example that we use in our seminars for this is uh, whenever we tell women how to carry a purse to avoid a purse snatching. Yeah. And that's cross-body carrying or something like a backpack or something, just where it's not that easy to just pull it off of one shoulder. Yeah. You know, um, and the biggest objection that people have had to carrying the purse that way is if even some trained people have tried to say that if you carry your purse that it's way, the then whenever they go to take the purse, they're pulling you along with it. Let me just say something. She's just going to take your... Go ahead. A purse snatcher is going after your purse, not you. So that kind of doesn't work. They're not just going to turn into an abductor if it's crossbody. She stole your thunder. Okay. Well, if they can't, <laughs> if a purse snatcher can't get your purse on the first try, they're not just going to turn into a kidnapper just because you're coming along with the purse. It doesn't work that way. This is the most common example that we use in our seminars of um, the person's intention changing whether a technique works. If yeah. the person's intention is to abduct you, then them pulling you along with the purse is going to help them. If their intention is to 
take your purse, it's going to deter them from trying to take your purse. And that is a purse-snatching avoidance technique. Yes. So, and and I think a perfect example, a perfect real-world example of the whole abduction thing was the guy who tried to abduct the 11-year-old girl at knife point, And she basically just kind of like dropped down, tripped him up, he fell... And what does he do? He doesn't jump on top of her. He doesn't do all of these things that everybody keeps coming back to us asking about. He does it. He runs away. You know? Because mm-hmm. she just made it super easy for him to get caught. Yep. And she made it very hard for him to actually get her to the van, which is mm-hmm. our main point in that situation. All right. Anyway, guys, thank you very, very much uh, for listening to the podcast today. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope we made you think a little bit. <clears throat> Don't forget about FastCon. Impactevents.online slash fast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefensenc.com. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.